0: There has been another 10 unions that are getting together. They have announced they're launching a charter challenge vowing to defend the rights of all Ontarians with an aggressive campaign to repeal Bill 124. By the way, the workers affected by Bill 124 Include uh, people that are employed by the provincial government, crown agencies, school boards, universities, colleges, hospitals, nonprofit long-term care homes, children's aid societies, social service agencies, and the electricity and energy sector. They say that 124 Bill 124, which caps the uh, public sector wage increase at one percent over the next three years, is um, it's a violation of their Charter charter of Rights, that every worker in Ontario should uh, have protection. Uh, They need uh, their right to free and fair collective bargaining protected, and here to talk about it and see if this charter uh, challenge has actually a chance, Lauren Honigman, 640 Toronto Legal Analyst and lawyer with BT Legal. Lauren, good to have you on the show again.
1: Nice to be back.
0: So this uh, Charter Challenge was originally launched by the four unions representing right. teachers in the province, and now it is—it's uh, gotten a little lot bigger. It's big. Yeah,
1: it's big. Everybody jump on board the Charter Challenge. God forbid the government would be able to cap wage increases. And that's what this is, right? That's what Bill 24 is, right? It's uh, when you look at the preamble to the bill, it uh, it notes that Ontario's accumulated debt is among the largest uh, debts in the world. Uh, it's debt-to-GDP ratio, I think, what did it say, uh, something like 40 percent, etc. And so the government has said through this bill, we must cap these increases increases but if your cap increases how do you bargain for better increases through collective bargaining and so that's what the uh the challenge is going to be by saying that look if if for all intents and purposes if you say that all we're getting is 1% or if you said it was 1.2 whatever it is you are now uh, uh uh obviating our ability what we say is our constitutional charter right uh for fair bargaining uh through the through collective agreements and that's why uh everybody is jumping on board and so today 10 more unions. So you've got now what over two hundred and fifty thousand um, uh, public sector employees through all of these different uh, the, these different unions that will be launching this. And it, it, believe me, this is going to be a coordinated charter challenge against this particular
0: bill. Let me ask you this, Lauren: the teachers unions were the first one to launch a charter challenge. Now they all launched separate challenges, um, and now ten other unions have jumped aboard. Board. Is it uh, did the teachers inspire this or do you think this was already uh, on the way because the bill was introduced in July?
1: Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And that's uh, you. You can you if if you remember, Kelly, when and I, I remember this, when the bill was first introduced, um, you, you heard. You know the uproar, and there was many people at that time who who started talking about the fact that uh, uh, th- uh, you know there's anticipated though, those that was always that word was always in front of it an anticipated charter challenge uh, because uh, uh, by saying that uh, you know you're you're now capping your increase in your compensation to one percent per year for a three year I think it's called a moderation period. Uh, you know, You had, we, we heard about the anticipation of the Charter Challenge. So this got what's called royal assent. When a bill, just remind everybody, when a bill was introduced, it goes through uh, three readings. And then once it goes through three readings, there's what's called the royal assent. And of course, with the Conservatives having a majority government, when they introduce bills such as this, it's, it's a fait accompli that it'll get passed. And it got passed uh, November seventh so yeah, not um, uh, not surprising uh, and and again you know, here's here 's an interesting thing, Kelly, when you talk about um, you know we always look when you hear about these charter challenges, um, you say to yourself, okay, can we take a look at this and see what 's the likelihood that it will be successful um, and you may remember. Um, In recent years, there was uh, uh, the liberals had this Bill 115. Does that ring a bell with you? Yeah, it it was
0: about the 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 education sector again, wasn't
1: it? Right, collective bargaining in the education sector, and uh, and so they brought their challenge. And uh, in face of all of the challenges, um, uh, the bill was repealed. They didn't even take it to court. So one of the things that sometimes happens is that uh, the Charter challenge is launched, the legal papers are put in, and uh, the lawyers working for the government take a look at it and provide a risk analysis and say, you know, will this withstand charter scrutiny? Um, because the unions have some good Supreme Court of Canada decisions from recent years mm-hmm. uh, that basically says that, uh, that they, you have a constitutional right for meaningful collective bargaining. And if you make an argument and say capping any fees. But, but on the other hand, there will be people. will be listening to you today listening to us talk about this and say we need this type of legislation uh we can't uh it's it's there for a very very important purpose and so sometimes the government will will say look we're going to fight these charter challenges we're not going to uh basically throw in the towel as what happened with bill 115
0: well what are the odds that this could be successful
1: well, it's always difficult to know, right? It's, it's difficult to know, but it's... What
0: will they thing. argue, the government? Because we know that what the, uh, the, what the unions are going to argue is, you know, this is against our uh, rights to f- free and fair collective bargaining. What would the government argue on their part?
1: Well, the government will argue this is completely necessary. Uh, and that's why it's that our debt is the way, what it is, that the interest on debt payments... Uh, represents ontario 's fourth largest uh, line item expenditure after health care education, social services. We have to cap this we're we're dealing in times you know the the, the rhetoric about why it is that we must limit compensation and uh, they 'll make the case based on on all of the the data and the numbers and the numbers of course. Will be very crucial.
0: One has to wonder if, when the Ford government came uh, into power, if they were just a little bit less aggressive with their language, if things like this wouldn't have been challenged the same way. I mean, well, they, yeah, you, you know, know yeah, right? Doug Ford was very loud and vocal about the fact that, you know, not going to be pushed around by unions, not only when he was campaigning, but just, you know, at the start of uh of his time as premier and you know uh has had to walk a lot of things back and do you think that the the track record of this government walking things back is really uh giving adding fuel to the fire that the union's looking at here saying of course they're going to repeal this because they tend to come out strong and then uh you know walk things back
1: hard to say hard to say remember um because everybody's talking about the quote walking things back, but this got the royal assent after the federal election, so um, it's it's there now, and, and it's it's difficult to to know. I mean a lot of times and you've got, you've got a good point, um, unions will take these types of positions based on almost like a public relations point of view, you know, trying to show how strong they are and that they're going to do this and they're going to fight and and et cetera. So I think what will end up happening is, behind the scenes, um, the the lawyers are going to take a very, very hard look at this, because the last thing in the world you want, Kelly, the last thing, if you're the government, is to go to court and have a judicial pronouncement that says, yes, you violated their rights. You don't want 10, 20 unions holding a news conference celebrating with their arms up in the air. Um, And that's not something that a government wants. So before this sees the inside of a courtroom, uh, they're going to look at this very, very closely to see whether or not their um, their ability to defend this legislation uh, through through charter arguments uh, has has any legs for success so okay here 's my
0: question to you as a taxpayer, how much is it going to cost to defend something like this? Like you know it doesn't look great on the unions and it doesn't look great on the government if they're spending more taxpayer money in order yeah. to defend themselves well, here.
1: Well look at this is what governments do, right uh, Governments are in the business to make laws. Um, and just because somebody sits uh, brings a an action to strike down the law, uh, government should not sit back and go, geez, oh, wow, we've got a challenge here. Don't want to spend people, uh, any taxpayers' money to defend this. I mean, what would be the use of, of governments being able to do what they need to do? Now, one of the things I can tell you is that good government, uh, when it does um, – uh, implement these laws. They look at the issues of charter scrutiny beforehand. Right. In other words, they say, "Look, you know what's going to happen here. We're going to come here. We're going to we're going to introduce legislation that's going to limit compensation. You can bet." Anything you want, every public sector union is going to be jumping on the "Oh my God, the sky is falling" bandwagon. Uh, let us know, uh, legal department. Do we have? Are we going to be able to to draft a bill that will withstand charter scrutiny? So my guess is they've they've probably gone through the analysis already. And you know what? It would be an important fight, and it is an important fight. And 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 is it unions? Can unions just come out and say no? Government, you know, you know, provincial government, you can't do that. You have no right to limit to be able to say this is all we're getting for the next three years. Because if you do that, then we can't really have good collective bargaining. I wonder what the the public would have a lot to say about that, and a lot of uh, you know, it 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 was. I think when you talk about this and you look at it from a PR point of view, both sides have to be very careful. Yep. and the union has to be as careful as the government does.
0: Lauren, very quickly, how long do you think this could take this charter challenge?
1: Well, yeah that's the <laughs> where well, we live in Ontario, we live in Canada, things don't move very fast, but they 'll probably be able to get this into a court uh, sometime in the new year, uh, early new year. Uh, so it could be, we're talking months from now. It's not going to happen overnight.
0: Appreciate your time as always, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: I loved it. Thanks for having me on. We'll, All do, right. on soon.
0: we'll do it again soon. Lauren Honigman is a 640 Toronto legal analyst and lawyer with BT.